Good morning, everybody. How are you? It's the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show on this wonderful Monday morning. Thank you for joining me. And it's beautiful outside down here in Florida. It's uh, We uh, recovered from the hurricane. We didn't get hit that hard, but uh, down south, it's been devastating. We head down there today with a... <clears throat> with a truckload of stuff, supplies to donate. Um, we'll be doing that once a week. We'll be doing a truck run down there because um, folks, no matter what their socioeconomic uh, and demographic, sexual orientation, color of their skin, um, pronoun they choose to use, um, they all need help. And, um, and natural disasters don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. So we will be there. Um, we'll be there once a week. And um, we go to Costco um, lunchtime. And then we load up the pickup truck with supplies. And then we head down there. And it's about, um, I mean, there's massive devastation 30 miles south of us. But we're going to head uh, about uh, 60 miles south of us. Um and I've got, as soon as Joel comes back, she'll know exactly where we're going and what parking lot. It's in the big lot parking lot where they've set up a, um, uh, uh, um, an outdoor sort of shelter-like place where I, uh, she, she, she knows all the details. I just uh, you know pay for it. So anyway, so that will be happening. But Florida is um, devastated. And um, the wonderful Governor DeSantis is doing a fantastic job. Don't listen to the media and let them spin it out of um, control. And you'll be hearing updates constantly about that. But we're doing everything we're going to be doing. We're new Floridians. I've owned houses down here for about five years. But we recently um, started staying down here about five months ago. <clears throat> anyway, um, good morning. This is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show where I stick to single topic issues. Um, for the first half, and then I do Q&A on the second half, unlike the What Would Jeff Do show, where we just do, uh, Joel and I just do random questions. This is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time show, streaming live on YouTube, streaming live on um, on Facebook. Today's show is going to be on why do dogs bite, and there's going to be a lot of surprises for a lot of people, and then all of a sudden, why do dogs all of a sudden starting to bite? Most people think that dogs bite um, because you're doing something mean to them. Um, It's actually quite the opposite. It's actually quite the opposite. In 20 years of me doing this and specializing in biting dogs and rehabbing biting dogs and 10,000 dogs, traveling the world, doing over or close to 300 seminars, we have seen um, dogs bite that have never bitten before. And... uh, There's a lot of reasons why dogs bite, but the happiest go luckiest dog who is the biggest snuggle bunny in the world can all of a sudden start biting you. Why? Let me give you a human example because everybody likes to humanize things, but I hate to humanize things, but I'll humanize things just to humor people. A lot of you have children, human children. When I say child, I'm talking about the human race. When I say dog, I'm talking about the canine species. So imagine having a child, 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, even older. They do well in school. They do well in sports. They are in maybe music or or theater or something like that. They're good kids. And then imagine one day you say to them, you know what? I think you should start doing chores around the house. 
just a couple chores. I mean, Angelo's got close to 20 chores he does, but he's been raised that way where he's always doing chores. Um, so it's, for him, it's no big deal. It's just like, yes, Papa, and he just does it, and it's no big deal. But imagine your child has never done chores before. And then all of a sudden you say, you know what? On the refrigerator, there's a little chore list. Cleaning up the dog poop, taking out the trash, washing your own dishes, doing your own laundry, because these kids are old enough to do all these things, and making your bed every day. Um, all of a sudden, your very kind, gentle, loving child starts giving you attitude. Maybe even swears at you. Maybe even argues at you. Maybe even stomps away, slams their door, drops some F-bombs, tell them they hate you, makes every excuse in the book. Well, that's called an objection from a child. When a dog objects, what do they do? They use their mouth a lot of times. They'll also crocodile roll. They'll also bark their heads off. They'll also get to the end of the leash. They'll also run away. Many things. But a lot of times, they will bite you. Because that's how dogs object. So your dog, <clears throat> happy-go-lucky dog, has been meeting your emotional needs for a year, two years, five years. Your dog knows basic commands. Your dog... Um, goes in the crate selectively. Let's say now when you tell your dog to kennel up and it doesn't want to kennel up, so you grab it by its collar and you just be like, you go in the kennel all the time. Like, kennel up now. Your dog turns its head and bites you. Dog's never done that before. Let's say your dog knows the down command, but it's selective, but it knows it. Because if you reach in your pocket, it flies to a down because you think it's getting a treat. So let's say your dog knows the down command but refuses to do the down, has a leash on it, you give it a leash correction, and um, your dog bites you. Now, that does not mean applying a punisher makes the dog um, aggressive. That does not mean that does not mean forcing your dog makes your dog bite you. It means that your dog has been literally living the life it's wanted to, a selective listener, a pushy, snotty dog, a dog that really doesn't listen to you, but it's a loving dog because it meets your emotional needs. And that's what a lot of people are basing on. They've got a smart, happy-go-lucky you know, dog, easy to teach, but it's a selective listener. Well, now you start making your dog do things when you tell them to. What do they do? They use their mouth on you. We see that all the time. Let's say your dog all of a sudden is a happy-go-lucky dog, loving, meets your emotional needs, sits on the couch with you. I'm not against dogs on couches. Sits on the couch with you, and all of a sudden, you know, over time your dog is, you know, your spouse or child sits down next to you or goes to give you a hug, and your dog gets in between the two of you, and oh, it's cute. Let's say you go up and hug your spouse, uh, your partner, your child. The dog gets in between. Oh, that's so cute. The dog wants love, too. Let's say your dog, um, you've got a couple of dogs. One of your dogs comes over to you. It gets a bunch of pets. One of your other dogs comes rushing over, gets in between. Oh, isn't that cute? That dog want, wants pets too. All that can, can turn into either dog fight or biting. Never bitten before. We see this all the time. Constantly. And everybody's surprised. What we see the most is between nine months and, and 15 months. 
but it can happen at any time. So pretty much holding your dog accountable, like, no, you actually have to do a downstay. You actually have to go into your kennel. You actually can't get in between, you know, the two of us hugging. So now by setting boundaries, your dog bites you. That's it. Everybody thinks it's the app. Everyone thinks it's like you did something mean to the dog. That's when they bite you. Everybody goes to the mean card, the abuse card. It's like, no, we see the most biting on the accountability card. Holding your dog accountable creates biting. Creating. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't hold your dog accountable. That means you should just correct your dog. Creating boundaries creates biting. Your dog's on the bed with you. We just had a client that um, just brought their dog in. This, I mean, these are like a lot of our clients up in the Rhode Island Training Center. And um, we have a dog that just came in and it's uh, in bed with the owners, which is, if you want to do that, that's fine. I'm not against dogs in beds. But what I am against is this situation. You try to move the dog out of the way, the dog bites you. That's what I'm against. Now, the dog's still in the bed. That's a problem. That's the next show, possibly. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? You know, that's probably the next show. And I don't want to do it. None of this is to shame, blame, or, 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 or make an owner feel bad. But it's wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. What the fuck are you thinking when you have a biting dog, especially in the bed with you, and it bites you, but you keep letting it sleep with you. Wake the fuck up. So what are you doing when you're hugging your spouse and your dog gets in between you and starts to growl and you don't apply a correction, a punisher, to instill an inhibitor? Now, there's an art to doing that. Punish, the art of punishment, which, by the way, is science, by the way. So if anybody wants to throw that out at me, you know, fuck you. It's science. But it's not about that. That's how you stop unwanted behaviors, by applying a punisher to instill an inhibitor, which the dog won't do it again. And if you don't know how to do it, there's an art to doing it, just like there's an art to applying a reward. There's an art to applying a reward to get more of a wanted, to want, wanted behavior or to teach a wanted behavior. And there's an art to applying a punisher to instill an inhibitor to actually stop an unwanted behavior. These are facts. These are not opinions. These are facts. This is not emotional-based bullshit that floats around the, 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 the internet. Like the biggest emotional thing I've ever saw and that blew me away was we did a post on creating your dog during emergencies because we just had this big emergency down in Florida where, where, where helicopters were airlifting people with their dogs and they had to be created. If you're in an emergency shelter, your dog has to be created. So it doesn't make a difference whether you think crates are good or bad. But everybody went on that. It's like, if you are in a shelter, your dog has to be crated. If you have to evacuate a forest fire in California, which happens all the time, your livestock better be able to trailer up. Whether you agree with it or not. But if you have got to evacuate a wildfire in California, which can swoop down really quick, 
all your animals most likely should be able to get in some sort of containment unit because you do not know when you're where you're going to end up. It is for the safety of everyone. But everybody claims to be a dog lover, but you're not willing to do something that will save your dog's life. So that's where we see the most punisher, the most um, aggression. Believe it or not, holding your dog accountable, Angelo, holding your dog accountable, doeducation.com, okay? Thank you. And drink some liquids. Thank you. So Angelo is starting his homework. He does that breakfast. He's a homeschool kid. He does a couple of different uh, online programs. It's One of them is sponsored by the state of Florida, which is excellent. And then there's another one that's um, education.com. So there's some really great programs out there. And then we also just give them, you know, real-world homework. Like, used to go down to uh, – uh, where are we going today, Joel, for food, donating food? What? Where are we going to go to don donate food at? Fort Myers. We'll be down in Fort Myers. The big lots in Fort Myers. We'll be donating water and food and um, tampons and uh, diapers and wipes and probably power bars and possibly fresh fruit, depending on the temperature. We're trying to find non-perishable things. Um, probably be there around 3 o'clock this afternoon. Um, so the point being... And a lot of people have been like, because when we put a post up about this, people were like, oh, do you have a GoFundMe? Can we donate money? No, donate money. Don't, we, don't want, we don't want money. You know what you can do is buy one of our courses, believe it or not, because that's where the money's coming from. That's where, that's where the money that's helping fund this is, is buying one of our courses. And I, and I put up, um, I'm going to put up a course right now that and will show you. Um, good. Sit. And I'm the Green to Graduate, which is our number one course. Good. Down. So a portion of that course finances all of this. Good. Tucker here. Good job. Down. And your dog's going to be trained anyway. So it's a win-win. This is a dog that Turn didn't even know his name. Turn around Fully off-leash trained. Tucker here. Just recalling on 180 acres. Big, huge field. This dog also here? running here through the woods go. with us with deer. That's my boy. Figures. Everything. So that's at academy.solidcanine.training.com. Com, and I'll put the link up right now. Um, but for all my podcast folks, academy.solidcaninetraining. What you really do is you join Patreon. So our Patreon channel is Patreon, www.patreon slash, uh, sorry, www.patreon.com slash training. And um, for $10 a month, you can get a yearly membership for 8 bucks a month. And you join Patreon, and you automatically get 20% off your courses when you use the, the Patreon code. So you save 20% for 10 bucks a month. So you buy one course, you save 40 bucks. Buy a consult, you save 50 bucks. Buy a consult in a course, you save 90 bucks. All for 10 bucks. As low as 8 bucks. It's incredible. It's incredible. So that's where we get biting. We get biting when all of a sudden you instill rules and structure into your dog's life. That's where we get it. Not shock collars, not prong collars. Those don't make dogs bite. Accountability makes dogs bite. That's one of the ways. There's many other ways. Many other ways. 
we're actually seeing corrections, um, prong cowers and remote cowers or any other form of correction, the bonker. We're seeing dogs actually stopping biting. And everyone's like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, the, I saw the dog start biting. Really? 20 years, 10,000 dogs. Most dogs come in without tools, and they've already done their share of biting. Numerous times they put people in the hospital. Numerous times, and they've never had any of these tools on them. So the lack of these tools have created biting. Love and affection creates biting. Because when you get a dog that's really, really young, and all you do is don't hold it accountable, don't make things mandatory, the dog meets your emotional needs, and all of a sudden now you've got an out-of-control dog and you try to instill some structure into the dog's life because you actually want to take your dog places, it starts objecting. How does it object? It objects with its mouth. We see this all the time consistently. All the time consistently. And everybody says it's something else. Well, after 20 years of information, 10,000 dogs, I, I'm going to differ with you on that one. So maybe your dog, you know, everyone's always like, well, my dog, okay, you're one dog, you're one dog. Okay, well, how about 10,000 dogs? That's good data. I don't care about this. the studies. There's no good studies on punishment out there. There's not. There's not reliable. There's one reliable study, and it actually backs up what I'm saying. So that's the big topic for today. Now, why else do dogs bite? A lot of dogs that bite because they were never stopped right from the get-go from a bad behavior. So, for instance, you've got a 10-week-old puppy, 12-week-old puppy, and you um, are either close to its food bowl, you're putting its food bowl down, maybe um, your dog is a messy eater and it got food that popped out of the bowl and you don't want it on the floor, so you put the food back in the food bowl, you touch the dog's food, it starts growling. It's 10 weeks old, it's 12 weeks old, and you don't stop it. That's when you should stop it. So whenever you start seeing your dog doing an unwanted behavior that could lead to aggression, that's when you put the hammer down. No, you don't hit your dog with a fucking hammer. Use common sense, please. These are expressions. Putting the hammer down actually does not involve an actual hammer. Like, put the hammer down. Like that, like that doesn't, nobody goes out and gets a hammer and literally starts slugging shit. Like these are common expressions. What it means is you read the dog, the riot act. That's also another expression, a catchphrase. It means what do you do with a 10, 12 week old puppy? Use a bonker. If you don't want a bonker, this is a cotton towel. It's all it is, is cotton. If you don't know how to make one, go to our YouTube channel in our search box. Just look up how to make and deploy, you know, uh, uh, a bonker. And, and everybody out there says it ruins the relationship. No, it does not. Never seen it. Never seen it. You want to you know a messed up relationship? You get into bed with your dog and it bites you. That's a messed up relationship. You walk 10 feet away from your dog's food bowl, it stops eating, and it bites you. That's a messed up relationship. You go to hug your spouse, your dog bites one of you, that's a messed up relationship. So everybody's got all these theories out there on why things supposedly happen, but for some reason, we're seeing the facts. In fact, don't care about your feelings. A lot of people put emotion behind a lot of their stuff. We're just using data. Yes, it's actual data. 
It happens in a controlled environment, in our training center, and it happens in the real world, out and about, Home Depot, Bass Pro Shops, Barnes & Noble, out in public, farmers markets, parks, you know, you know, children's playgrounds, you know, you know, outside of dog parks. We hate dog parks, but outside of dog parks, we have actual data. We see it over and over and over again. In 20 years of dog training, when you talk to enough people, you get data, you get information. And the information says that the lack of structure, the lack of consequences, not holding your dog accountable, not even freaking training your dog, creates a biting dog. That's what we see. Now, are there cases where dogs just randomly bite for no reason? Of course there are. Of course there is. But out of the 10,000 dogs, maybe 10%. 90% is the opposite. 90% is they got a young dog or they got a dog. This is another thing that happens. You get a dog from a rescue from a shelter. Okay, it's a financial transaction. By the way, you bought a dog. <clears throat> and what happens is, um, what happens is for the first month, the dog's fine. Why? It's called, it's called you know, the dog's getting used to things. It's figuring out what it can get away with. Now the dog has got you figured out. They're like, oh, this is the loving place. Because owners feel bad because they came from a supposable made-up situation that the rescue and the shelter said. Because a lot of rescues and shelters are unethical. Not all, by the way. Don't let that trigger you. <laughs> but a lot of them are unethical. They make up stories. They find a dog on a street and they make up some abuse story. It's like, you just found this dog. How do you know that? Oh, it had a scar. Do you know how many scars my dogs have had on their face from running into trees, from going under fences? My Malinois split his head open by going through a fence. Now, I can make up a great story. Oh, he was in a dog fight. Da, 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 da. No, he went through a freaking fence trying to get a ball. Slice his head right open. That left a scar. That left a scar. So, all right. So that's what I got for you this morning. So what do you do? The second you get that dog. So we have this dog down here in Florida. His name is Goose. He's here for two weeks. The second we got him, what do we do? Structure. Structure. He barks at the door for 15 minutes. We stop that. Jumps all over people, we stop that. He's pushy, we stop that. Forges ahead on the leash, we stop that. We did that all on day one, by the way. I just put up a post on Instagram and Facebook about that. Also, if you're not following us on Instagram stories, that's where Joel puts up the daily goings-on of Florida and Rhode Island. That's how you really find out a lot about us. Because she's not going to put up six or seven posts up on, uh, uh, on our normal feed. But Instagram stories is where a lot of stuff goes. And then every once in a while, I'll put a rant up there. All right. <clears throat> let's go through the questions. And let's see what we got. Um, let me get to the top of the questions. And here we go. So, Brad. Hey, Brad. How are you? Good morning, Jeff. Oh, good morning to you. Thanks for waking up. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, and and uh, Anciani. Anciani, good morning. Good morning to you. 
Melissa, missed you on Friday. Didn't know how to get going that morning without you. Um, yeah, I don't think I did a show on Friday. I don't know. If we have power? Do we have power on Friday? I think we got it back Friday night. I forgot. Um, uh, Rico, hello, Jeff Green from Madrid. Hola, como esta? Um, all prayers for Florida. Question. Stopping my melon while girl 50 months from standing up to greet people. Um, standing up, like just standing or jumping up. Uh, thank you and stay safe. Well, <clears throat> this is the thing. You can teach your dog, you can correct your dog for going over. If, it, if your dog is going over to people and you don't want that, you can correct that. And if your dog stay is just like lying down on the floor or in place, or you can correct that as well. Like you just broke, you just broke a known command. Um, or you could also teach your dog the out command, which we actually started filming Goose doing outs because we're doing a baby proofing um, protocol this week with Goose. And we'll be, um, we're probably going to be making a baby proofing video that'll go up on our academy. And again, the academy, academy.solidkinetraining.com. We've got some great courses there. And we're going to keep adding to the courses. So out means just get out of here. Just like go, get out of here. So if your dog's by the front door, you say out and your dog just like leaves the front door. So you can always do that as well. So I'm not against dogs greeting people. I'm against dogs rushing towards the front door. And as soon as the person comes in the front door, the dog's got to be right there, front and center. Most people don't like that. I don't even like that. And it's not because I don't like dogs. It's because I don't want to be greeted by a dog because most dogs will jump on you. Um, Trisha, good morning, Jeff. Hope you're doing well in Florida. We actually are. We actually got our power back on. We've got... Um, uh, well, actually, we have an empty fridge. We have to go grocery shopping today. But, you know, we, we you know, in our town was not hit that hard in the Bradenton area. We were not hit that hard at all. We were supposed to, but um, it switched. So we were, it was actually supposed to go north of us and then us and then south of us. That's why everybody is giving everybody a hard time. They got hit. Why didn't you, ev why didn't you evacuate? These folks had less than a day's notice. They did not have notice at all. If anybody wanted to evacuate, they would have had to evacuate three, four days before the storm even came close to Florida because the highways were too packed. So once you started looking at the highways, you know, one day um, uh, or 30 hours before the landfall, the highways were already packed. So you're better off just hunkering down. Um, Dennis says, good morning, Jeff uh, from uh, Dennis or Denise. I'm so sorry. Uh, from Quebec. Good morning to you. Um, Diane, good morning, Jeff. Good morning to you. Uh, Deb, good morning. Love to listen while I start my day. Thanks for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. I love doing this too. I can't wait. Seven o'clock in the morning. I mean, I get up at three, three in the morning. Last night I got up at one in the morning and I'm like, man, I want to do a freaking 5 a.m. show. I want to do a 5 a.m. show. Um, Diane says, very nice of you to donate. I also saw you were helping with a couple of your rentals. Yeah, I am. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, Basic human nature is to, no matter what you have, to give. It's just human nature. It should be human nature. No matter what you have or have not, you give. So if you're down on your luck and you have a dollar, you give away 50%. You give away 25%. Give away 10%. But in the scheme of things, when you've got a community that literally has nothing left you load up a pickup truck full of stuff that they need and you drive down there and you give it away with no obligation of anything in return. That's, that's proper 
human behavior, in my opinion. That's what you do. No matter the color of their skin, the sexual orientation, because nobody cares. Everybody needs help. Everybody needs help. All right, Kamala? Everybody needs help. Um, Sandy says, you got this, Jeff. Thank you. Um, Robert, good morning. Great info as always. Thank you so much, Robert. Yeah, this is another thing is that um, I only say on my podcast things that have worked lots of times, lots, sometimes 500, sometimes 1,000, sometimes 5,000. That's it. I only say what works. Now, are there outliers out there? Of course there are. Um, Brad, does the dog ever bite directly after the bonk? I've never seen it, and I've probably bonked thousands of dogs. Never seen it before. Because if there's a proper way to bark. There's actually a proper way to bark. See, there's a proper way to apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor. And it's usually when the dog is actually not in the act. It's in the loading, it's in the loading part. It's prior to the act. And that's where a lot of people are failing. On any punisher. That's when most people are doing their no when the dog is in full attack mode, full reactive mode. It's when it should be prior to it. If you're if you are or a friend of yours is addicted to alcohol or drugs, when do you try to stop them? Prior to them picking up the phone to call their dealer, prior to them walking into the bar to get the drink. Now when they're already sitting at the bar stool, now when they have already the needle in their hands. Prior. That's when you apply a punisher. Now, for a reward. You do it after the dog has successfully done the behavior. Um, Zach, uh, Goose growled over food when he was a puppy. He got bonk. Never happened again. Yeah. Absolutely. Bonk, scruff. And when we're talking puppy, I mean, we're talking 10, 12, 14 weeks old, 16 weeks old. But please, anybody that says to redirect to a higher value reward, dog growls, dog, dog growls over the food bowl, and in your hand, you should give it a higher value reward so you can take the food bowl away successfully. It's the biggest sign of fucking bullshit I've ever, I've ever heard. Think about this from a, because we do reward-based training. We do reward-based training. That's how we teach every command. But imagine this. <clears throat> dog growls over the food bowl, and what do you do? It gets something of higher value. Think about this with common sense. But also for all the folks out there that love to talk about science, to love to talk about reward-based training, think about it from that standpoint. The dog does something whether you want it. If you want it, you give it a reward. You're using the same theory for the dog that is doing something you don't want. So what will you get? More of it. Use common sense. The dog growls over the food bowl and out of nowhere comes hot dogs. Oh. So if I growl over the food bowl, I get hot dogs. Yep. Sure do. You sure do. What do you think the dog's going to do? Growl? 
hot dogs, growl, hot dogs, growl, hot dogs, growl, hot dogs. Damn. If I do a bite, I get a fucking Philly cheesesteak. How good can we make this go? How good can we get this? Kobe beef? What do I got to do for that? Uh, put the hammer down is an idiom. Every language has them. Thank you. Idiom. You're talking to a, to a dropout here, to a school dropout. So idiom. Thank you, Melissa. Um, infamacy is mouthing considered the same as biting. Um, it's not, but I'm not a big fan of it. Now, we have to put that into context. Like, if you want to play rough with your dog, like, so I'm a German Shepherd guy. I play tug. You know, you can play tug with any dog. I've got a Malinois right now. My girl, my oldest German Shepherd, died a couple months ago of old age. Well, she got sick, but she was also almost 12, never recovered. So I had to put her down. Um, but the point being is, if you want to wrestle with your dog, which you should start, you should finish. If you want to do, like, some mouthing stuff, as long as it doesn't lead to somewhere else. But in the course of the day, if you're, let's use resource guarding, if your dog goes and puts his mouth on you instead of bites you, oh, I would stop that as well. I would stop that as well. I'm not a big fan of dogs putting mouths on humans unless it's in some sort of game like wrestling, which some dogs can't handle. <clears throat> but mouthing is different than biting. Biting is biting. Zach, we saw... Um, uh, but we saw the issue creep up in other ways, getting in between us, not letting us pet our other dog, everything you're saying. Yep. It's called whack-a-mole, Zach. It's called whack-a-mole. A lot of dogs do that. Stop one behavior, a new behavior comes up. So you stop them all. But also you make it no really powerful. But all of that is based on guarding. Dogs guard humans all the time. It's huge. Oh, the dog is jealous. No, the dog is guarding. It, oh, the dog gets in between us. I have seen that turn into <clears throat> people can't pick up their own infants. Could you imagine that? Your dog, your do, your dog is your dog. Your dog, yeah, your dog is lying down next to your baby during doing tummy time or in the car seat. You want to pick up your own baby? The dog attacks you. Yeah, it happens. You go to hug your spouse, your dog attacks you. It happens. That's my world. A lot of people say, oh, no. It's like, oh, yes. Maybe not with your dog, but with lots of other dogs. For instance, nobody in my family is in a wheelchair. So... I can't relate to wheelchair ramps, to um, bathrooms that have to be handicapped accessible. So, but they should exist. Why? Because there's people in wheelchairs and they have to go to the bathroom and they've got to get into stores. They've got to get into restaurants. They have to cross the streets. So just because you personally are not struggling with that, that's not an indication that part of the world, part of the population is struggling with that. Roxana, 
Hey, Jeff, my bonker is an empty water bottle with coins in it. Um, white is a feather. I could barely swat a fly with it, but it gets our attention when loading lightning fast. If it works for you, that's good. But I like to, I like to bonk the dog directly. I like to deploy it. So that's like the penny can you're using, which is fine. The problem with that is if you've got multiple dogs, it affects multiple dogs. Uh, Debbie says, or Deb says, barking for barking in the crate works um, every time with my clients. Sure does. Now, I don't know about every time. We have had some dogs that didn't give a shit about it, but that's another thing. Dogs in the crate, it's whining, it's barking. Go up to the crate, always say no first, or you can say no as soon as the, you hear it. Walk over to the dog, hit the top of the crate, the side of the crate, the front of the crate. You can also use a remote collar with a dog in the crate. Everybody out there says it creates a negative. This is, this is the, these are the code words here. Negative association with the crate. Negative association with the crate. No, we're reacting to the dog's assholery. It's being a jerk. It's not going to create a negative association with the crate. Why? We've never seen it. Dogs come in with it to us already with a negative association with the crate before we met them. People love to say, we are creating ticking time bombs. We are creating problems. Really? Really? Huh. I didn't know that. All I ever see is us <clears throat> eliminate problems. That's all I see. So the ones that are doing the work are seeing the elimination of the problems and the ones that are sitting on the sidelines in their armchairs in front of the computer screens are telling you differently or they're giving you an indication of their one dog or they did it wrong. Like people do things wrong. Subway Entertainment, roommate dog started fighting because one was blind and annoyed. The younger dog, from what I could tell, they said e-cower wouldn't work on a hound. <laughs> right. Sure they do. Now, the handler might not know how to use it effectively. That's why. How many people have said clicker training doesn't work? How many people have you heard that say reward-based training doesn't work? Positive reinforcement doesn't work? Of course it does. Context, please. I'm trying to stop my dog from... No. Then it won't work. Teaching a dog something, it works. It works fantastic. We do it every day. Every day we do it. We do luring. We do reward-based training. That's how we teach all of our obedience. That's how we teach new behaviors. But you want to stop? No, it that doesn't work. Asa, oh hey Asa, how are you? Always a pleasure listening, uh, Jeff. Hope you're well. Hope you, your wife, and, and your and your and your children are doing well as well. Um, humping from a young dog, how to correct that behavior besides the proverbial neuter him. No, neutering your dog does not stop humping. That's an outright blatant lie. Whoever told you that neutering stops humping is a liar. I'll tell you what. Wes is not neutered. Goose is not neutered. Guess what? They don't hump. 
I've worked with a lot of humping dogs. They've all been desexed. All of them. Humping is a behavior problem, not a lack of testicle or desexing problem. It's a behavioral problem. You can stop that. How do you stop an unwanted behavior? Apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor. Well, I tried. It didn't work. Well, you did it wrong. I mean, like this is like there are people that don't know how to do it properly because I've seen it. I'll talk to people all the time. Yeah, I, 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 I correct my dog. People like to use the word correction. I correct my dog for, for barking out the window, but it doesn't stop it. Well, what do you do? I tell my dog to go into its crate. That's not a correction. Say no, correct your dog on a remote collar high enough. <clears throat> that'll stop it. Say no, walk up to your dog, bonk your dog. That'll stop it. Timeouts don't stop shit. Roxana, I will be seeing you in May in, in um, North Carolina with my Cowie on my asshole. Um, I, can, I cannot wait to get help for him. That's great. Yeah, we've got uh, seminars. We're only doing probably about nine or 10 this year compared to 26. Um, seminars, we're just not on the road. We just don't have the time. You know, you know we're probably only going to do one a month you know, instead of every other weekend. Um, this year. And you go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. We also have a mastermind coming up, which is a seven-day seminar coming up at the end of this month, which is literally seven days of dog training, social media, personal growth, building your business, working with clients. Um, you know, we're taking three to five years off your learning curve minimum, saving you thousands of dollars, ten thousands of dollars, some people hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, picking up the right clients, You know, getting over imposter syndrome. That's a seven-day seminar. You can sign up for that. Um, Mindy says, glad to see you all safe. Yes, I'm glad as well. Um, but people, a lot of people in Florida are not safe. Uh, Josh Kins, good morning. Good morning to you. Um, Jackie says, LOL, you've just rewarded the growling. Yep. Common sense, Jackie. Common sense, which people just are not <clears throat> using enough of. Um Hi, I have an 11-year-old GSD girl and a GSD pup who wants to play, but she's not interested. Any advice? Um, 11-year-old girl and GSD pup. I mean, you know, who doesn't want to play? The old dog? Old dog doesn't want to play. That's no surprise. In fact, in fact the, the puppy, the pu I don't know which one doesn't want to play, but say the older one doesn't want to play. Eventually, that puppy is going to piss off that older dog, so you better keep your eyes out for that dog all of a sudden going, you know what, I'm sick of you, you little shit, and boom, biting it. That'll mess up that dog, <clears throat> that puppy. If it's the puppy that doesn't want to play, maybe you just don't have a playful puppy. So what do you do? Get a flirt pole. That, usually, that, that people, you know, dogs like flirt poles. Look it up. Dogs like that. If it doesn't like toys, if it doesn't like balls, try the fort pole. But there's other things you can do besides play. Go for a walk, do confidence building, train. You'd be surprised. Roxana says, I do deploy it. You might not be, your timing might be off. Also, you might not be deploying it hard enough. That's the number, the number one and the number two things that I see 
and especially in my seminars, people don't do it firm enough and their timing is off. And their timing is off. Damien says, good morning, Jeff. Thank, uh, thank you for your help and your time. Oh, my pleasure. We're doing um, one, two, three, four, five. Five free podcasts a week and then one Zoom room on Patreon. That's another thing about joining Patreon for as low as $8 a month. You get four Zoom Q&As a month. Now, last week we missed. Storm. We had a prep for the storm. I think the storm hit, what, Wednesday? So... Um, I think it's important that people understand that um, uh, um, there's so much that you can do. But on Patreon, it's face-to-face. And we do tomorrow. It's Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Tips for building confidence in anxious, fearful dogs who freeze on the leash, uh, try to pull away from things they find scary. Trucks construction. That's very, very common. We see that all the time. Put on a collar they cannot slip out of. So prong collar, if you want to use a martingale, use a martingale, but I like prong collars and I like remote collars because that actually can motivate the dog. Believe it or not, a shock collar can, can, can actually get a dog out of fear. And everybody, everybody's like, you're shocking a fearful dog. How cruel. Really? Huh. For some reason... After a couple of weeks, well, with us, after a couple of days, but after, a, say, a, say, after within a two weeks into a boarding train, three weeks into a boarding train, after years, years of being afraid of things, the dogs aren't afraid of things anymore. That's not cruel. You know what's cruel? Not fixing it. You know what's cruel? Not taking your dog down a certain street where they're doing construction, where there's lots of traffic. That's cruel. I wouldn't call it cruel, but that's just ridiculous. But getting your dog over problems, no matter how stressful it is, that's not cruel. Going to marriage counseling, going to talk therapy that's very difficult, that's very hard, that's very stressful, that pushes you over threshold, but it solves the problem, that's not cruel. Saving your marriage, that's not cruel. Becoming a better human being, that's not cruel. Repeating the same bullshit fucking shit over and over and over again, that's negative effect on your marriage, on you, on society, that's cruel. The dog off leash came into our yard and I screamed, no, no, no. My dog lunged towards the dog and the leash broke. From this point, everything I thought I knew from trainers had to change. Yep. Yep, there's a time and a place where you got to go old school, got to give the other dog a quick boot, especially since it was on your property. But you can prove that. But that's a hard one sometimes because the dog is on your property. You've got every right to protect your property. You've got every right to protect your, your property, your dogs, the people in your family. I remember I did a post about um, what do you do when an off-leash dog rushes you, and I said you kick it. There was this one person that commented, oh, my God, I'm an animal lover. I would never kick a dog. And I'm like, being an animal lover, if you're such an animal lover, why won't you protect your dogs? So I, I, I asked a simple question. I always have a simple – I always give simple, practical questions because it happens all the time. If a dog was biting your child, it literally 
latched onto your child, any breed of dog. But let's talk about a larger dog. So Angelo's weighs 55 pounds. He's just turned 10. Happy birthday, Angelo. Had a nice birthday party at his grandfather's house yesterday with all of his cousins, uncles, aunts. Not all of them, but a good amount of them down here in Florida. Um, kid's got some cash on him, man. He's going to be buying books. He's got like over $250 in book gift certificates. So, but the point is, if a dog was latched on to your child, you wouldn't kick the dog? This person said no. And I'm like, really? You wouldn't protect your child? Well, what would you do step by step? I would like to know step by step, what would you like to do? What would you do? Educate me. Well, there was no answer, but I won't kick my dog. Wouldn't kick the dog. Really? If a dog was ripping your dog apart, I asked that question too. If your dog was ripping your dog apart and you were standing there, you wouldn't kick that other dog? So you claim to be a dog lover, but your own personal dog is going to die. You claim to be a dog lover, but your own personal dog is going to be a die. You're not a dog lover. You're stuck in an ideology that is going to end up with your child possibly dead, definitely injured, definitely traumatized, or your dog dead. All because of some ideology that you won't hurt a dog. Your dog is being fucking shredded. You are hurting a dog. Your own dog. Your child is being shredded. But you don't want to kick a dog? I'm not talking about training here. I'm talking about self-preservation. That's like somebody said, oh, I would never kill somebody. I would never shoot somebody. Really? You wouldn't? Somebody comes to steal your child? You wouldn't? You walk into your house, somebody broke in your house, and they're, and, they're, and, they're, and they're raping your child or your spouse? You wouldn't? Sorry to go there, but like, it does happen. Wow. Grow a set of fucking balls, male or female. That's another idiom. Thank you so much for whoever educated me on that word. And use physical force. Oh, no, we'll talk about it. Maybe they had a rough childhood. Who gives a shit? They're hurting your fucking family. Um, LOL at the hound misinformation and AKC national level obedience. Coonhound was he cow trained? Yeah. So, millions and millions and millions of dogs around the world, even where countries make them illegal, are e-coward trained. Everybody likes to say, you know, well, in our country, e-cowards are banned. I'm like, I know. In the EAU, homosexuality is banned. Many countries, women can't drive, women can't go to school, women can't walk down the street. In many countries, they pay over 50% in taxes. In many countries, they actually do secure their borders, unlike the United States. By the way, that's not a political statement at all. So I, I love when I make comments about that. People are like, oh, you had to go politics? I'm like, no. I can't go into another country and live there. If I did, I'd think about Greece, Turks and Caicos, Costa Rica. I can't. Um, 
Michael says, uh, one other question, if you don't mind, do you recommend training a GSD pup at 14 weeks with lots of new things? We're concentrating on core lessons. Yes and yes, but even younger. Started eight weeks old. Started eight weeks old with environmentals, 10 weeks old with environmentals. And they use their daily food. So whatever you're feeding, one cup, two cups, whatever you're feeding, um, start doing all the reps. Don't worry about duration. Don't worry about um, <clears throat> anything like that. Just do lots and lots and lots of reps. Recalls, sits, downs, go to place. Have it, have it dragging a, a leash around the house. Make sure it knows how to go into a kennel. Kim says, instant difference result with Green to Graduate. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jeff and Joel. Yeah, the Green to Graduate is a great course. Green to Graduate is a great course. Let me put it up and again. And lure up. Good. Sit. For like podcast folks, someone is running the ad. Good. Down. Good. Tucker here. Good job. Down. Turn around and come back towards us. This is Angelo. Tucker, here! This is recalling a huge open field. Coming flying towards us. Here? There one we play go. He knocked me over the first, That's the my first boy. So... It's a great course. Go to academy.solidcaninetraining.com. We also just launched a leash reactivity um, uh, course, which is a recording of a one-day workshop that I did. Um, Moto Dad, hey, Jeff, since last time we spoke, my dog Rip is doing great. Thank you so much. We're still working, but his progress is doing good. Yeah, I mean, it's always a work in progress, but I'm glad you're making, pro I'm glad you're making progress. Progress is progress. And remember, progress also includes going backwards. Always remember that. Progress is not always forward progress. Sometimes backwards progress is part of the forward progress. Um, Roxana, which dogs are more of a challenge? Dominant asshole dogs or fearful dogs, in your opinion? In IMO, fearful dogs are difficult. That doesn't, like, we, we work them. We do great with them. But dominant pushy dogs, that's easy. That's easy to stop. That's easy to stop. Fearful nervous dogs, anxious dogs, stressed, stressed dogs, prior to them coming to us, those, those are more challenging. But it's fun. It's fun to see a dog unleashed its free uh, uh, spirit. It's really, really nice to see. Um, Michael Buck says, um, old dog wants to play with me but not the pup. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The older dog spent, it's 11 years old, you said, I think. It spent its whole life playing with you. A lot of dogs don't like puppy energy, by the way. A lot of dogs don't like puppy energy. Don't worry about it. Have your, have your puppy join a, a puppy play group. Just a puppy play group. I'm not a fan of big box stores at all. Their training, their training uh, methodology or their training. But if they've got a socialization hour, socialization in 30 minutes, go there. Or find a training center close to you that does socialization. Just do that. Yes, I'm careful. Okay, thank you. That was all from M Michael. Um, Subway Entertainment. My grandfather had a BB gun just for shooting stray dogs in his yard, but overly spoiled my dog, LOL. Yeah. Yep. Do a dog in your yard can be... You get an off-leash dog that comes in your yard and you own dogs, that could spell trouble. Um, that can spell trouble. Michael Buck, three large dogs attacked my male GSD. I chased them away while throwing rocks at them and yelling, yep. 
and, and if it hits the dog and if it hurts the dog that, that came into your yard, three dogs can kill your dog. Two dogs can kill your dog. One dog can kill your dog. They can hurt you. They can hurt, they can hurt your child. Why somebody would not protect their dog, protect their child, protect their self, protect their property from a dog blows my mind. And everybody's like, you know, well, I'm a dog lover. I'm a dog lover too. Just because I talk mostly about stopping unwanted behaviors, that doesn't mean I'm a dog, not a dog lover. I love dogs so much that I want to go everywhere with them. Like right after this show, I'm taking two dogs off leash on a bike ride. After that, they'll go swimming. My dogs are going to swim five times today. They're going to go on two bike rides today. They're going to go on one walk today. One good walk. A couple, couple weeks from now, we'll probably end up, we can walk during the day or bike ride during the day because it's not that hot out anymore down in Florida. Moto Dad says, uh, yes, you would grab the dog by the back of the neck, yank him away for probably the resource guarding. Um, Kim says, stop talking to liberals, LOL. I'm not talking to liberals. I don't talk to anybody of any political persuasion. I make general comments. I make general comments. Kim, cut the shit. Question, how would you separate them if something did happen like that? Um, the soft underbelly, the soft underbelly of a dog um, is uh, you can boot the dog there or you choke the dog out that is attacking your dog. So if the dog, does, if the dog has a collar on it, you grab the collar and you twist. All right. If you have a leash, you can take the dog, the leash off your dog and wrap it around the dog's neck and hoist it up. I'm not teaching obedience here, guys, with these, these comments, okay? I love how there's all these videos out there that says, yeah, Jeff chokes out dogs if they don't do a downstay. What are you, fucking stupid? I'm talking about breaking up a dog fight. And God forbid your dog's in a dog fight. God forbid your dog's in a dog fight. God forbid you're walking down the street and a dog attacks your dog. Happens all the time. All the time it happens. All right. That's the show. 8.58. Time to go. I got a 9 o'clock that I got to jump into. A lot of online consults. I also do online consults. There's another thing about joining Patreon. You join Patreon. Patreon.com slash solid canine training. Patreon.com slash solid canine training. Then you also get 20% off of your consults. 20% off of consults. 20% off of courses. Four Zooms uh, a week and then uh, a month, I'm sorry. And then you also get four, um, you also get videos that you don't see anywhere else. And we'll be adding new things. We'll be adding a new, another Q&A to Patreon. Another one. Another one. Incredible. All right, guys. Madly in love with you. I will take care of all of you. What is today? Monday. So Tuesday is our Zoom room on um, 3 o'clock. 7 p.m. is the Inner Circle um, for the folks on the Inner Circle. Wednesday is another Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. And then Wednesday night is the What Would Jeff Do show. So almost every day, except for weekends, almost every day, um, but actually every day, every day we're doing some podcast, Monday through Friday. All right. Take care, everybody. Love you. Thank you for uh, waking up with me for the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. Jeff Gellman of Solid Canine Training. Bye-bye.